the title is called Shining Faces. Shining Faces. Uh, have you ever seen a person that you've just wondered to yourself, I don't know if that face has ever smiled? Anyone? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I got one person. I don't know if that person has ever smiled. And then you see other faces where you're like, I don't think that face has never not smiled. Have you ever seen somebody, this is going to be kind of hard to describe, hopefully. Have you ever seen somebody that is beaming with beauty, but it's not necessarily because they're pretty? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, an easy example, there's, there's several examples, but an easy example, um, there's, there's somebody that I'm thinking of right now, um, she actually goes, <laughs> is it you? <laughs> um, there's somebody that I'm thinking of right now, uh, she's in her mid-70s, and she just beams with beauty, it's like, oh my goodness. Um, but she's not necessarily like, you know, the supermodel that's going to be on cover of Seventeen magazine, but she beams with beauty. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about now. There, there's something about a shining face, a face that just shines. And, and in the Bible, there is a, it, there's a certain path that a person can take in their face shines. It's so interesting because as I'm, as I'm speaking, not uh, right now, but on a, on a regular basis while I'm up speaking, I can look at faces that just seem to be a permanent scowl. <laughs> and then there's, there's other faces that just seem to be shining all the time. Um, and, and the scowl says certain things. Let me start, uh, let me launch into the scripture. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 1, it reads like this Who is like a wise man? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A wise man's wisdom makes his face shine. And the sternness of his face is changed. Isn't that something? A wise man's face shines. All right, so let's, let's, let's just think about this. Uh, the face of a person is the index of their character. You, you know, when you see... Uh, somebody with a kind face, you can see that their character is kind. When you see somebody that has a scowled face, their character usually follows suit. The, the face of a person is the throne of their emotions. It's their face. A face of a person is a reflection of their soul. It's the face. It's looking to the face. You know, you can look at a wife's face and determine what kind of husband she has. 
Y'all don't want me to preach about that right now, do you? It's been a long day. The weather is kind of intense, you know. <laughs> you want me to flip it, don't you? All right. You can look at the face of a husband. Uh, now all the ladies are like, hey, just go on to the next point. Uh, the, the soul has the ability to transform your face. Have you ever seen somebody give their life to the Lord? They're pursuing God. They got God first place in their life. And you see them, but you knew them before Jesus had a place in their heart. And it's like they're a completely different person. Do you know what I'm talking about? A scowl is revealing. Um, in the Bible, it speaks of the face of God, the face of Jesus Christ, the face of Esau, the face of Israel, the face of Job, the face of the old man, the shining face of Moses, the wrathful face of Pharaoh, the ashes on the face of humiliation. There's The face reflects these things. And so I'm going to talk with you tonight, not very long, about three chisels that shape a face. I'm going to talk about three crafty chisels, and then I'm going to talk about three celestial chisels. The crafty chisel forms the face of a person um, that is far from the Lord. The chisel held in the celestial hand, reflects the face of God. God shines off that person's face. Now watch this. Here we go. The first crafty chisel of three is cynicism. It's a, it's a chisel of cynicism. What is the definition of cyn cynicism? Believing that people are motivated by self-interests. You can look at a person's face, and raise your hand if you know exactly what I'm talking about, and tell that they're a cynical person. Raise your hand. Come on, raise it real high. Let me see it. Come on, put it up. Let me see it. Everybody look around with your hand up. Look around. Look at all those hands. It, cynical people think they're fooling us. They're not fooling us. We can look at a cynical face, and that face is telling us, I don't believe you, and I don't trust you. I don't believe you and I don't trust you. But it's not just about religious things. It's about most things. I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I, I think you're out for selfish ambition. I know one guy in particular is coming to my mind. He, he is so cynical when it comes to religion. But if you talk to him about anything, he's cynical. <laughs> His countenance is pompous. It's countenance. It's so fascinating because there's a sour face and a curl to the lip. It, there's just this, um, it's almost arrogant, it's almost prideful, but it's completely cynical. Anytime this guy that I'm thinking about talks about the news, talks about Anchors, news anchors, they're all liars. Every single one of them, they're all liars. 
Everyone at CNN is a liar. Everyone at Fox News is a liar. Everyone that's on ABC is a liar. Everybody, they're all liars. Okay, so all preachers are liars. All news anchors are liars. Who else is liars? Well, I'm just getting warmed up. It's, it, the countenance of this person's face that I'm thinking about has been chiseled out with cynicism. The second crafty chisel is revenge or hate, which is the desire to inflict retribution. When you look at a person, you can see an angry person is in there. You're angry. What are you so angry about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. It's just like you're ang- you are an angry person. Oftentimes I can see the countenance on a, on a lady and I can just say, somebody hurt you really bad. Somebody hurt you. I don't know who it was. I'm sorry that that happened. But that terrible season has gotten a lot of mileage so much mileage that it has changed the countenance of your face. The enemy tried to steal a season and hit jackpot and has now taken a life. You can see it on their face. You can almost say, tell me who hurt you. And then they'll say, what are you talking about? You can almost say, you know what I'm talking about. Who hurt you? Chiseled. Chiseled. You know, when somebody has revenge or hate, let me kind of move away from the ladies for a minute and talk to men. Men can put somebody in their mind and they are dead to them. Now, women can do this too, but it's more apt for a man to do this. You are dead to me. Um, I come from an Italian descent. There's a whole list of people that my family tree is not allowed to communicate with, and some of us have never met that person, but we're not allowed to talk to him. (laughs) I don't even know who that guy is, but we're not allowed to talk to him. That's just how, you know, you're dead to me. Anyone in in your family kind of like that? You know somebody like that? You're you're dead to me. It's it's like you did something. I'm never going to forget it. I'm never going to forget it. And what's interesting oftentimes is, is anything of the like gets suited with that person. Let's use preachers, for example. If one preacher, one pastor does something um, that hurt a person, now all pastors are bad. Are you with me? So there's hate, there's revenge. And what's interesting about this is I was studying it a lot today, that people with hate and revenge have seven devils that live under the eyebrows. Seven devils that live under the eyebrows. People that have hate and revenge inside of them. I had to really study this, and I almost found, I found so much content on this that I almost just preached about this only. Seven devils that live underneath the eyebrows of a person who's revengeful or hateful. He's got animosity 
in their heart. I was like, these seven devils, let's think about this. And then I, th- I realized that in Proverbs chapter 6, look at this. This is underneath the eyebrows. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill, thoughts that plot evil. You imagine how you're going to get back at them. Feet that run the wrong way, false witnesses who pour out lies, and people who soar discord with the family. If you are a person who sows discord within your family or the family of God, this is part of a person who's got anger and animosity built up inside of them. Maybe hatred is too big of a word for you to swallow. So pull that word out and put in a a more palatable word. Like you're carrying around disappointment. You're carrying around anger. These devils begin to live and it changes the countenance of their face. The third chisel is hypocrisy. When someone claims to have a moral standard which behavior does not conform to. Have you ever met a person like that? They insinuate that they're holier than Moses. Right? And then all of a sudden you see their life and you're like, hold up. You're judging me, but... The pot is calling the kettle black. Are you with me? These are chisels. They have a pompous, arrogant face that you're not this, you're not this. It's found in religious circles, chiseled out. But if you're like me, if there's any part of this that's causing my countenance, To not shine, first of all, I want the Lord to deliver me from that. Are you with me? You want to be delivered from that. I've told the Lord a hundred times, a thousand times, there's nothing in this world that I love so much that I want to hang on to if it's going to keep me from being closer to you. There's nothing that I have. Does anyone connect to that? There's nothing. There's nothing. If there's a part of my countenance that, that, is, that has hypocrisy attached to it, if there's a part of my countenance that seems a little bit angry or, or fr- I don't want it. What I want is if a face can shine, if it can, I, I would like for my face to be one of them. And a we begin to recognize that in order for a face to shine, it doesn't shine on its own. Our face is like the moon, where the only light that a moon has is the light that the sun gives it that reflects onto it. The moon does not produce its own light. It only reflects the light of the sun. And if your face and my face is ever going to shine, It's only because our face is reflecting the light of the sun. So we got to figure this out. 
Raise your hand if you know somebody whose face shines. You just look at them and their, their face shines. Um, I'm going to embarrass this couple and they're going to be upset about this. But Greg and Retha, your face shines to me. Their face shines. Um, Greg and Retha, just stand up so you can get more mad at me. I love these people right here. I love them. Their face just shines. There's many of you in here I could ask to stand up. Your face just shines. And, and you just think, I, I want my face to shine. There are three chisels that cause a shining face. Are you ready for this? Company with Christ. You keep company with him. What does company with Christ mean? That means that you recognize and acknowledge that he's always right next to you. Here's a funny story. Uh, Jack Hayford's told this story. Uh, Jack Hayford pastors a church called Church on the Move in, in, uh, in California. One of the greatest pastors to ever breathe there. Uh, he was speaking at a conference probably 15 years ago. I was sitting in the conference and I was listening to, um, I was just blown away everything that he was saying. But he told this story, I'll never forget. He said that he was uh, a young boy, nine or 10 years old, and his mother called him into the kitchen and said, um, Jack, when you were at your friend's house earlier today, were you up to any mischief? I'll never forget that word in that story. Were you up to any mischief? And see, the reason why that stuck out to me is, is my dad was like, were you acting a fool? That... <laughs> But his mother said, Jack, were you up to any mischief? And, and right before Jack was going to answer the question, she goes, now before you answer, I want you to remember, Jesus is standing right here. <laughs> I never forgot that story. When you want your face to shine, you recognize Jesus is standing right here. Not only do you acknowledge him, but you're in constant communication with him. Constant communication is so incredibly important company with Christ. Number two is, is you're busy for Christ. You're busy for him. In other words, you live realizing that life, days go by slowly, but years go by fast. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Days go by slowly, years go by fast. I just saw uh, Jessica and Isaiah's uh, little boy last Sunday. And I was like, my gosh, this kid is huge. He's so big. 
And she's like, I know, he's so big. Look at him, he's so big. I was like, how old is he? She was like 19 months, right? Something like that. 16 months, 16 months. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember her saying, I just grow so fast. Well, you know, in the middle of the night when he doesn't want to sleep, that's not real fast. <laughs> right? Days go by slow, years go by fast. And, and the person whose face shines is the person that says life is going by really, really fast. And when it's over, listen to this. Our great, great, great grandkids are not even going to know our name. Let's prove it to each other just for fun. Raise your hand if you know your mom's name. Raise your hand if you know your mom's mom's name. Raise your hand if you know your mom's 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 name. That's your great-great-grandmother. Now we got to go one more great. Do you know your mom's 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 name? Raise your hand. Two people. You just ruined my whole sermon. Get out. Three people. You get out too. I know you're six. Get out of here. You're six. You don't even know your middle name. How do you know your great, 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 great mother's name? Three greats were not even remembered. Don't even remember. As important as we are, as busy as we are, we are so busy, we are so focused, we're so intent, we're so wonderful. Three generations not even remembered. And the person who's wise, whose face shines, says, look, <laughs> the only thing that is going to have an eternal echo is what I do for God. That's it. What I do for God. And so I am going to be busy for him. I'm going to be busy for him. That person, their face shines. The very last one. And... Um, the worship team can start coming on up, is when a person who has faith in Christ, you have company with Christ, you're busy for Christ, and you have faith in Christ. The person who has faith in Christ is the person whose face shines. When, have you ever talked to a person that they seem to be going through a really rough patch and they just keep on hanging on to hope. I just believe God. And they say, I just believe God. I just, I just believe God. Raise your hand if you know anybody like that. I just believe God. I, I just believe God. It's that person that just keeps saying, I just believe God. And you look at everything and you're like, oh my goodness, oh my Lord. Do you know the faces I've seen shine the most are oftentimes in the hospital? I go visit them in the hospital. Brother Dwayne, correct me if I'm wrong. You do more hospital calls than I do. 
You go visit somebody in the hospital. You get in the elevator. You go up to floor one number whatever. You go find the room. You walk in. The sole intent purpose, correct me if I'm wrong, is to encourage that person and to lift them up, give them hope, give them faith, and pray with them. You walk in there, and what ends up happening? They end up encouraging you, right? They end up saying kind things to you. They're lifting you up. You get in the elevator, you go down, you're like, oh my goodness, man, I, I, I totally struck out. I went there to encourage them. All they did was encourage me. They have reached a place where they're laying in that bed. They're hanging on to faith so much that now their face is reflecting the sun. And sometimes the Lord has got to bring us to a place when we're laying on our back to get us to the place where we're reflecting His love. And I just feel like I need to tell somebody in this room, it's only tough right now because he needed you to slow down. You're laying on your back because you were just going too fast. This season's going to shift and it's going to change. And all the good you've been hoping for is going to come into your life. But God's more concerned about what's happening in you than what's happening to you. He's got you nice and still so that he can grow close to you. Nice and still. It's going to grow close to you. Some, I, I don't know about you, but I, I thank God for the seasons where he looked at my face and he still does this and says, the countenance of your face does not look like mine. Frankie, you've got too much pride. You've got too much ego. You've got too much disappointment and animosity that's not you don't look like people in my family look this is going to hurt me but here comes the chisel and the more mature we get when we hit those seasons and we go, oh, this hurts, but thank you, God. This hurts. I don't like it. But thank you. Thank you. How many of you have ever said that? I don't like it. But thank you. You with me? <laughs>